0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the True Podcast. This is Ashlyn Carter. And today you are in for a treat. It is a solo episode. Finally, again, just Ashlyn back on the mic, missing my co-pilot this week, Travis. But I opened up on social media last week that I was a MOP speaker. MOP stands for Mothers of Preschoolers, and our church hosts MOPs once a month, and they asked me to be a speaker. It's for a group of young moms that they get together, and they have speakers, and they have breakfast, and they wanted good old Ashlyn Carter to share, so I spent some time praying, and really diving back into my brain about what life was like with little ones. These are all people that have anywhere from like pregnant and babies all the way up until like five years old. Um, so it is an absolutely different season of life than I find myself in now. And I was honored to share some words of encouragement. And I thought and I prayed about it and Um, I thought it'd be really great to share with you guys here today. I know we have a lot of young adults that listen, a lot of moms of all different seasons and uh, stages of motherhood, I'm sure. But I thought, why don't I just share what I shared at Mops? And so we're going to jump into that today. And as much as you probably will miss Travis, he will absolutely be back next week. But today I thought it'd be fun. He gets to talk on the mic every now and then by himself. Um, I said, I'm going to do it. And so many of you had voted yes that you wanted me to share when I had kind of thrown out the idea on Instagram. So here I am. And here we go. So almost 10 years ago, we moved into our house and... The first thing I knew I wanted to have and plant out front were these white iceberg roses. And so we planted 15 or so of them. They grow really good in Southern California. They don't need a ton of water and they just grow into these beautiful rose bushes that give off these like billowy white kind of just cottagey looking roses. And so we moved in and I planted them And every year around winter, so like in January, February, we cut back these rose bushes. And if you've ever seen a rose bush cut back, they are these just small, brown, dead-looking stumps that you kind of think oh my gosh, will this ever come back to life? And every year without fail, time and time again, now that it is spring, it is slowly, it comes back every year. It all of a sudden has all these fresh, new, vibrantly green leaves all over it. You can kind of start to see right now these little buds and they grow, I swear, like five inches a day. You cut them down, you think, God, I don't know if they're gonna come back and then they do time and time again. And then by the end of summer, fall, these rose bushes are just hundred times what what mine are right now, right? They're, they're just full and they're huge and they're lush. And they give me so many roses and clippings that I use in my house, like over and over again. But by the fall, they start to get a little, little sparse. It looks like aphids have attacked. The leaves start to kind of get a little yellowish. So we do the cycle again and we come back to that rose stump. And I have started to realize that most of motherhood looks like the cycle of the rose. You have your stump, you have your fresh new buds, like not greenery and not fully budding yet, but this in between phase. And then you have that phase of motherhood that it's just like vibrant, roses all the time, good. Okay, now I don't know um, about you, but when I thought about being a mother, I kind of pictured my life over in the the budding rosebush season, always. I kind of had like a few dreams for myself. I didn't really think too highly, but I wanted to marry a hot man, Travis, hello, Chuck. And I wanted to have kids. I didn't really care where I lived or all those things. But like that to me was like the pinnacle of life. And I thought once I can get to that season of life, it is going to be like this full rosebush moment, right? Where life is going to be good. I am going to be using all of my skills. Like, I will just be like feeling like the fullness of myself in that life. But what I have really come to realize after 10 years of this motherhood gig is that a lot of motherhood in life is spent on the opposite end. It's on the end where it looks like a rose stump, where it looks brown, lifeless, almost dead. And we go through these hard seasons of life, and it's a cycle. But what I've come to find is that so much of the goodness and richness of life are found in these, what I like to call these rose stump moments, where you are broken, where you feel like, God, I don't know, like, are we, am I really going to come back? like I thought I was going to be over there, like a full grown, like my perfectionist self. Like I thought I was going to be just like charging it in motherhood and life was going to be good. And God was like, Ashlyn, no, like i I'm going to teach you time and time again, season after season, that that the, the hard times and the times where we feel broken and lost and confused and like, this is really hard, I'm there with you too. And those seasons are going to be rich and good. So we start to realize really quickly once we enter or motherhood is thrown at us, whether we decided by choice or motherhood finds us, That motherhood is not easy, right? It is hard sometimes just to get pregnant. It is hard to sustain in pregnancy sometimes. It is hard to give birth. It is hard to decide, will I nurse? Will I bottle feed? It is hard to get the unexpected diagnosis. It is hard to find community in motherhood. It is hard to be sleep training. It is hard to just like so much of motherhood really quickly on is hard. And I don't think anything could prepare us for that. And I don't know if it's social media or the movies or my, my idealistic perfectionist type of lens that I like to view life through, but I was really caught off guard and I have been time and time again as I've entered this motherhood journey. But again, what I have found it is that it's here in these moments, these roast moments, where I have learned that this is where the best, most refining pieces of our story begin. It's where we kind of come to the end of ourselves where we say like, God, I, I want to look like I have it all together. I want to be producing all the roses. I want to look full and rich, but like, God, I am here. I'm tired. I'm broken. Like, I don't know how to do this. So these are a few of my rose stump moments. So does anybody have like one of those extra refining kids in life? <laughs> the ones that just like are constantly bringing you to your knees like, Lord, I don't know how to do this. This is not my first child. Maybe this is your second child and what I did with him isn't working with her. And if you don't have one of those kids, they're coming. They are, I promise you. Um, I remember it like yesterday and it's ironic because this same moment, the same story has occurred over and over and over again in my parenting but for what I thought at this time was just this coincidence, God's been really using this moment to remind me that, like, you don't have it all figured out. So. It was like the late afternoon. Um, my oldest, Beckham, he was three. Amelie was 13 months old. I was like hugely pregnant, a month away from giving, giving birth to Florence, our third kid. And I remember it was like kind of like witching hour. I remember the sun setting, like the vibe of like the inner, the air outside. And we were in the parking lot of this library. And I can't remember what happened or what triggered her, but my daughter absolutely just like snap she went from this like tiny like sweet happy baby very easy very easy to please to something just triggered and like she was red like purple in the face she was arching her back and she just was flipping out like she could not be contained in her car seat she just was melting down now thank god we were in the car and Beckham was sitting in a seat like the sweet little child he was and just mouth open staring at her like equally thinking as I was like what happened to this sweet girl of ours like she is full-blown melting down and I, I couldn't help it but like I picked up my phone and I started recording her because I was so shocked you guys I was so shocked that my sweet girl just turned and little did I know like I said that it's the same tantrum the one that I found to be kind of cute and surprising at first, this same meltdown episode of hers occurs often. You guys, it has been challenging. She has been um, so refining. It has sucked so much of my soul out when I just feel like I have no patience for this. And I see this same kind of, I don't know what the word is, but <laughs> I see the same behavior in her Still, to this day, seven years later, sometimes daily, sometimes weekly, but it is the same moment that God just reminds me like, Ashlyn, you don't have her all figured out and that's okay. But you know who does is, is I do. He says, like God says, I have her figured out. And so learning to lean into like the Lord in those moments and the patience that I feel like I have nothing left. God's like, come to me. Like I will teach you how to deal with This situation, another roast up moment, um, that I don't know if I've shared here on this podcast or not. And here I am like speaking about my kids, but I love them dearly. And they're all imperfect people, just like I'm an imperfect mother and we're all just trying the best we can. Right. So, um, second week. So I have this, my son, you guys know, I am obsessed with my son. I love him so much. Like he's my firstborn. he's my perfect baby. And like, he's getting ready to go to kindergarten. And I don't know if you've ever sent any of your children away to school full time, but it is like, it rocks your world. Okay. It is like this tearing of your heart. And like, you feel like they are going away forever. And I kept having all these moments like, God, did I teach him everything he needed to know? Like, does he know how to be kind? Is he going to be a light for you, God? Like, will he will he be sweet? And like, uh, I don't know. I hope I did the best I could. And I'm sending him out into the world. It feels like forever. Well, I kid you not. It is the second week of kindergarten. Okay. So the second week, probably day seven and I've got two little baby girls at home and it's the late afternoon and I'm waking them up from their naps and I'm getting their diapers changed and getting them ready to get in the stroller and head up the hill to the little elementary school to go get their brother, their sweet, precious brother. And I noticed I had a missed call and then a voicemail, but I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm needing to get them in, in the car. I'm just a hot, sweaty mess we've got to go up and get Beckham. So I didn't, it was an unrecognizable number. I didn't answer it. And so we're heading up the hill to go see him and I'm coming on campus hot and just like, can't wait to get my, to my boy. There's a million other kindergarten parents walking around. And all of a sudden I see this woman walking towards me kind of like intently. And I know she has a walkie talkie on. I'm like, Oh, that's the principal. (laughs) So she's walking towards me and she's like, are you Beckham Carter's mom? And I'm like, yes, I am. And she's like, can I, can I talk to you for a moment? And I said, okay. She's like, well, I tried to call you. And I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. I, I, I'm I, sorry I missed your call. I'm just a hot mess over here. She goes, anyways, it's fine. It's fine. We dealt with it. I, I We had a situation today at school. And I'm thinking, what happened to my boy? She goes, so he, he had to come to the principal's office. But Beckham, your your son, he, he pantsed a kid at lunchtime on the playground. Ex- excuse me, what? <laughs> Again, so taken aback. So in shock. Like, what? Yeah, he. We, we took him into the office. We dealt with him. It was another boy in his class. He was frustrated. And so he just pantsed a kid. And I go, oh, my gosh. There's another roast up moment. Here I am in my pride thinking I have done such a good job. I've raised such a sweet, perfect boy. He would never do anything like that. And God's like, oh, Ash, you have so much to learn. These kids, these sweet little ones are so imperfect. And while they are not this direct reflection of you, they will fail. No matter how good you do it time and time again. And I walked home and I just remember being so frustrated, like, how could you Beckham? You're a direct representation of our family. We don't do things like that. Like what in the world would make you like pull another kid's pants down because you were frustrated. Like I am so confused. And he was so upset. I was so upset. The other mom who I knew was so upset. It was just like, it was this crushing moment that God was like, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen, sweet little mama, over and over again. Again, you think you're over here. You think you're just producing all these beautiful, perfect children. And God's like, no, we're going to come back here. And your pride is going to be taken back to your stump. And you're going to have to learn to lean on me. Now, those ones are a little, you know, more lighthearted and whatever. But I I also have these roast up moments that are a lot heavier. Ones that are wrung with so much shame and so much regret and often and I don't know if this happens to you but often sometimes those stories and those moments that are so painful and so heavy and those moments of regret and motherhood play over and over in my head like a like an old movie reel. You know they just kind of keep keep churning. And I have learned very quickly on that the, the, the voice of shame is, is not from God. That is a straight tactic of the enemy. But they come, you guys. I do have moments of regret where I failed, where I lost my complete cool with my children, where my patience ran dry and I found myself so unrecognizable that I didn't even, even know who I was in that moment. So I was taking this orange theory class and it's, I don't know if you've ever taken one, but it is like a kick butt workout It's just so exhausting. And at the end, five minutes, they turn the lights down. They'd put on like a subdued, like relaxing song and the trainer like has you stretch and I'm doing so. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, bam, that old reel, that old movie of that old memory that had happened maybe like six months before of this moment where i lost my ever loving mind with my kids like i lost i i was so far from that perfect mom that i felt like i i was that i should be that i was going to be i lost my cool i lost my patience i was so upset it was like the screaming it was it was so awful and i just it came in my mind and i immediately was like I have to escape here like I have to get out of here and I ran out to my car and the second my car door shut I wept and bawled my eyes out so hard and every time I tell this story I get choked up because I remember it like yesterday I cried my entire way home you guys I cried my entire way home and I remember sitting in my car and I just remember praying and begging like Lord I don't want to be that kind of mom I am not that type of person, Lord. Lord, how will they ever forgive me? Will they remember how their mom just like lost their cool time and time again? How their mom became this like monster that was so unrecognizable. And I just wept and I prayed and God finally said, Ashlyn, like you cannot do your way good enough into the mom you want to be. I have to tell you, like, you will not be good enough. You will fail them. You cannot umph your way enough into these budding rosebush moments. You have to come to yourself. You have to lean into these hard moments. You have to just sit in your brokenness and you have to allow me to water you, to give you sunshine, to give you all the things you lack. You cannot do it on your own. And it was in that moment that I finally surrendered. I surrendered to being at the end of myself, to being imperfect, to not being the best and to letting God take over in my weakness and showing himself strong. And so I pulled myself together and I got in the car and it was one of those moments that I finally was like, all right, Lord, things from here on out are going to change. I'm going to stop trying To be the best and do my best. And I'm just going to, when I lose it, I'm going to turn to you quicker. And so that's what he's been doing. He's so sweet. And you know what happens when you're in those car moments crying your eyes out? When you get the unwanted diagnosis, when you are up in the middle of the night and you are tired and you are sick and your newborn baby won't go back to sleep, you know who's there to pick you up? It's not your husband. It's not your best friend or your mom or your mentor. It's, it's Jesus. Like when you are at the end of yourself and you feel like I have failed God. When you're told that your kid has a severe learning disability and you're like, God, I don't know what to do. Like I am so at the end of myself and God's like, but here I am. I'm not, I made them and I made you. And I know how to get from point A to point B. I know how to grow you from this rose stump into something that is thriving and beautiful. But you have to surrender to me. You have to learn to lean in. And what I truly believe is that motherhood is about this stripping and the pruning, all that is dead that must go over and over again. It's a cycle. We grow. <clears throat> We grow and we bloom. And you know what's different? Every single winter when I look out at my rose bushes, when they're cut back, you know what's different is the base of that rose bush. It gets stronger. It gets bigger. The roots are deeper. Every single time it is pruned back, it's thicker. It's the perfect example of how we grow in the mess and the trial season by season Our little rose bushes, every time they get back, they get bigger, they get better, they get stronger so that with each trial we go, I remember, I know how to come back to this. I know how to surrender. And if this is not the most obvious Bible verse of all verses that you probably saw coming, but I have to share. John 15 says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he what? He takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that what? So that it can bear more fruit. Like everything that is not producing fruit, you guys, on us as moms or in life as people, God is going to take away. But we have to allow ourselves to be brought to the person that is going to do the pruning. Otherwise, what we ignore and we let all the ugliness continue to grow and it just does not produce anything. Eventually it what? It kills the plant. But if you say, God, like remove all the things that are not bearing fruit, God, make the things that are in me even more beautiful, more abundant. And God does time and time again, just like he does with the rose bushes out in front of my house. So in closing, I don't know what season you guys find yourself in. I don't know if you are thriving. If you're like, Ash, I hear all this and I totally agree. But right now life is good. Like I finally got what I wanted. I finally am, am seeing like the light and I'm like, amen, sister. Like I, I praise you and I am so happy for you. We need to be. Be in those moments and those seasons of joy because they matter just as much. And if you find yourself in that season, I pray that you can praise God and just be like, thank you, Lord, for for just blessing me, for answering my prayers, for delivering me, for growing me through that. But if you find yourself in maybe the roast moment or you're maybe in the middle where you're like, I'm not fully dead, but I'm not fully thriving, like you're barely getting by, like I hear you. I see you. I have been in those moments of complete despair and death where you just feel like, how did this happen, God? Like, this is not what I picture. This is not where I want to be. Like, I want to be over there. And I just want to say, like, God, there's so much purpose in this season to lean into the hard, to just not shy away from all the things that God wants to remove from you and strip from you to make you better in everything, you guys, in motherhood, but also in life, so that you can be a better a better daughter of, of the King. You could be a better person in your community, a better mother, a better spouse, a, a better friend. It's to make us better. And so let's not shy away from the pruning, you guys. Let's lean in. I just want to pray for you guys today. Dear Lord, I just thank you for whomever is listening to this podcast today. Whatever day it is, whether it's nighttime or it's in the early morning, wherever they they find themselves, maybe they're in between um, getting kids down for naps and they're trying to fold a load of laundry. God, I just pray that you bless them. I pray that whatever season they're in, um, that you would meet them there. I don't know what they're struggling with. I don't know what their hardship is. I don't know what they're facing, God, whether it is loss or it is death or it is um, just an unrecognizable part of themselves that just gets exposed over and over again. It's single mothering. It's there's so many things. God, life is so hard. Life can be so heavy. And I just pray that you meet them there, that you just water them, that you nurture their little souls. God, that, that they, um, can then grow, that you give them hope and a light for the future. God. Um, I love them so much. Just bless them. God. Amen. Well, that was a totally different podcast today than normal but I hope that you enjoyed it and if you did maybe you're thinking about somebody in your life that you know needs to hear this maybe it's a friend maybe it's your mom Um, maybe it is the young mom that you see at school I just ask that you share this with them maybe send it over to them so that it can be heard that God can use this to bless them and meet them where they're at and in the meantime I hope you guys have a really beautiful week I hope that you can look for your your moments of beauty, even in the mess and chaos. And I will absolutely be back next week with Travis for another episode of true. Take care.